You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Bites, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 143rd episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. We're already a minute and a half in, so if, it, if we're shorter than a minute and a half, it means Spencer has edited out some goldmine footage for you that you are going to have to be a Slow Ride Podcast Wide Angle Podium subscriber at some point to capture. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt uh, digging up new topics in Minneapolis. This is Spencer doing all the heavy lifting in the editing board in Boston. Now, Spencer, just out of curiosity, if you had an estimate of the solid two minutes of content that we have already produced on this podcast, how much are you going to go back and edit out? You got to leave <clears> us <throat> that in. This is like the price is right. You want me to like pick a number without going over? Like, uh, uh, I just... Bob? Bob, I want to go. Uh, I want to go 100, percent Bob. Now, our <laughs> true, but we have a oh. service to our listeners to provide just captivating cycling news, gossip, resources, everything they want, and there are some gold mines throughout. And one of our favorite things that we get from our uh, listeners are a couple of things. We get emails. We get podcast reviews, mm-hmm. and we get Twitter questions nonstop. So you can always email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter at theslowridepod mm-hmm. to get involved. But little guy, yep. you, you, you did something that I haven't seen in about 70 episodes yep. uh, in the podcast. You actually emailed out an agenda today? Yeah, because <laughs> like, like I said, when uh, we're time crunched, uh, the ideas start flowing. It really gets my creative juices going. So I was already already digging in uh, midday. You I had, had to get yeah, it out there. You were on fire. So let's um, – the big news is that road season is finally upon us with Umloop is here. It's yep. true. And in honor of Umloop to be here, um, we, we had a pretty big drop. Um, in the world of uh, records and music, <laughs> and that is the all-new hashtag Zeet Dentom. Spell that out. Hashtag Z-I-E-T-D-E-N-T-O-M. Just okay. Google it on the YouTubes. An amazing song. Spencer will, I'm sure, edit it in here uh-huh. uh, so we so everyone can listen you know, to it. I, I, the question I, is, is I, this song better I already had plans to edit it in, and I went to iTunes today searching for it, and it's not there yet. So it may not get edited in, but right. I'm going to put a link in the, sh- in the show notes for sure. All right, good, um, good. So the question is, is this new song, this is now the third Tom Boonin song um, that has been produced. One was a little-known retro uh, house dance mix um, from way back, not very good, called Tomake, Tomake, whatever. Tom McKay. Tom McKay, Tom McKay, whatever. <laughs> and then we got the famous Tom Boonin, Tom Boonin, which produced uh, babies across the town, across Belgium and uh, the city of Minneapolis. And now we have this new song. The question is, which one is better? Spencer, you're on the spot. Which one do you like better? Uh, 
I don't. I don't. I. Why can't I like them all? They're. They're about my favorite topic. Like as far as Sonic goes, you know, it's like the wide angle podium would be like relationships, like feelings, you know, revenge songs, like uh, dramatic comedy songs, and then songs about Tom Boonin right there at the top. So. Mm-hmm. I. And yes, songs, the, songs about dogs and cats are in there somewhere. I don't know. The, the, this is a must listen, must view, because Tom Boonin, the race season is here. We all want him to win Umloop. We all want him to win uh, Paris well, Roubaix, except for the disc breaks. But this song, so you have it all. You here, have these. Here's the thing. This is this is how we know road cycling season is officially here. We've tried to, you know, put it off as far as we can. But when a club banger drops, you know, you know, road season is here. Yeah. So. You know, so that means Umloop around the corner. Tomke's pumped. He's got the jams pumping in the Lambo. He's on his way to the start line. We got to talk about Umloop. Okay. Oh, we're going to talk do about you, Umloop. Do you guys have predictions? Because I'm looking through the start list. Yeah, I've got one, a prediction. I'm noticing a lot of people have changed teams, and I'm a little thrown for a loop. I, I don't. I have some favorites, but now I've got some dark horses, and they're on teams that I didn't even know they were on. This is <laughs> early season day days, and it's. It's hard to know where your favorite riders have gone because all my favorite riders aren't that good. And they're kind of yeah. You know, I wasn't even thinking of picking Tom Boonin until I saw this song today. But <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, guys. Tis Benut of Lotto Sudal oh. is going to be the winner of Umloop. Mm. He's going to come out. So why don't you just bank it right there? Um, and uh, we can go. Jurgen Ro- Rollins is going to do all the work to get him in the right spot. But Tis okay. Benut, your winner That's... of the 2017. Yeah. And the 76th annual Umloop Het Newsblad. So there's, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. That's an all right pick, but I, I really don't think he's going to win. He probably won't even finish 16th. Um, but little guy, what are, you, what are you seeing? Well, I was going to say, total dark horse. Don't even know how his form is. Just learned that he's now on Wanty. Uh, old FDJ sweetheart uh, had the big glasses. Jan Afredo. Oh, I would like pick. to see him get a win, but what I just remembered, which is, I've changed, I'm changing my tune. I remember now that Stein Vandenberg, the big dumb ox of, yeah. of Quickstep oh, yeah. for the last many years, the guy who's there, yep. never has the kick, always, but is he's, always he's there. The, the Tom he, Boonen lookalike. The Tom Boonen lookalike without the without the fast finish. He is now on AG2R, which is oh. wacky and weird. That means he's actually a leader. He doesn't have he doesn't have to work for Tom. He doesn't have to work for Terpstra. I think yeah. I think he's got this one marked down because I don't think he quite has it later in the year. But I think he's got this race in him. That's I think he's a, always had this race that's in him. A I think, solid pick. I think he's going to be good, and I'd like to see Devolder, who's now on the Verandas Williams Craylon team. So that means he's technically Wout Van Aert's teammate. Yeah, kind of in a weird way yeah. that those teams are kind of the same. Not really. I want to see him in the move with him, but. This is a pipe dream. <clears throat> okay, so you you got in the weeds a little bit there on your pick, but I I think I think uh, I think that's a solid one. I think you're you're onto something there. Yeah. Um, I I actually perusing the start list totally saw his name and was like, oh well, he's working for Boonin, so he's not, you know. But I didn't even realize, like you said, yeah. switching teams. Yeah, there's I gotta say, there's some funny names that I'm really tempted to pick on this start list and early season like this. It's such a crapshoot that really any of them could win. Like, 
I'm tempted to say Hausler. I'm tempted to say Oscar Gatto. You None know, like, the, but are any of them in good form? All, all I can tell knows? you from looking at this start you know, list, Kristoff. Kristoff no, no. is in good form. You yeah. know who's in good form right now? Judging by his Insta stories, Daniel Oss. Greatest <laughs> Instagram that there is. And boy, are his videos are amazing. So I right there, know, solid pick, Daniel Oss. So I got, I got a, uh, you know, my, my studious brain says, well, Ian Stannard, he's going to win. He's, he's yeah. the guy. He's obviously... It's just one of those dudes who like wins one of these like four early season races. I don't know which one it'll be. Yeah. My my heart of hearts says I really want to see Ed Thunes. Oh, Our yeah. first place. I Our saw first sixteenth place ever. I want to see him pull it off. And this is this is the caliber and, race. And the win. comeback from the crash, right? And he the had comeback. horrible crash last year. Yeah. That yeah. but I don't know that the, yeah, either of those are gonna happen. I think this race is going Dutch this year. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know which way. So there's going to be go. two winners equally paying. Exactly. <laughs> Live exactly. room of Bram, Bram Tankinger and across the line, exactly nope. at the same time. It's going to be Nikki Terpstra and All Lars right. Boom. All right. And you I don't know Lars which one of them Boom. is going to take it, but I think Lars. See, you know, he could have it. He's been riding the cross races. He should be strong early. Right. So Terps, a couple of things. Terpstra's is always good. So. <laughs> Yeah, you, so you know we're all wrong because we haven't even mentioned Peter Sagan yet in this ah. conversation. I know, yeah. but you know he's got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, God, there's a lot of good good riders. So Peter, Peter, yeah, Peter Sagan hasn't even taken off the. Not only has he not taken off the leg warmers, he hasn't even shaved the legs yet. That's true. He probably hasn't shaved the legs yet. I mean, like like we said, early season. I literally only know that Boonin's one race right and Kristoff uh-huh. and of any of the other classics riders I can't right. I can't name a guy on this start list who's won anything all right, right. Let, me, let me let me throw this one out here for you guys there's okay. two Americans in the race right you got Taylor Finney yeah and you have Tyler Williams who's on the Israeli cycling academy that's Dan Craven's team yeah Dan should um, be there cycling though. academy I'm not, I'm not um, even gonna cheer for that team he stands on yeah until Dan's there but here's the bigger one do you, okay. Sven Tuft is in the race now. I know he's not going to win, but real quick, yeah. That dude is like forty years old. He's been there a long time. That's that's some pretty amazing uh, mm-hmm. racing. And if you go all the way back to when he first started racing in two thousand two, he was on the Prime Alliance team. Two thousand two, yep. and then he took those years off and went to Symmetrics. Yep, um, which is where we all pretty, fell in love with him. That is some pretty amazing longevity, right? Longevity is that a word? I don't know if it's a word. All right, um, we'll have we'll have your English professor wife look into that one. Yeah, she. Well, you know, she listens to every week, and she always has a list of uh, how off I am on <laughs> she, everything. She's just tapping a red pen on the table <laughs> as she listens. Yeah. Well, Umlup is here, and as badly as I want to pick Alejandro Valverde, who just won his hundredth career race. He's not on the start list. On the start I, ha- list. I must move on. So you know who another dark horse is that I just I have to put it out there just in case he does pull it off, so I can be I can look back and point at this and be like I mentioned him sort of once in passing. Okay. Elio Kais. Okay. Wait, is he like which, a track racer? He's the track he racer. He's I think he's still it's on like quick, quick step. step. Yeah. Right. But like he's the dude who was like way out front. Uh, of some yeah. race, I forget last year, and it crashed in that final corner and yeah. got up and like had to like really really sprint it out to try and make it. 
It's like one of the most epic road race videos you can you can watch from the last year or two. He is one of those guys that is he races all winter on the track, so he's probably in really good form right now and can sneak away uh, in some of these races. And people will think, oh, he's just a you know, but he's you just think... a, a carrot on a stick for for his teammates, but he's not. But, he could actually but, win. But look who he's the carrot for: Tom Boonen, mm-hmm. Philip Gilbert. <laughs> Zendex Stabar, yeah, Terpstra, and then, and then we're way down the list here, but we're still at a good rider, Matteo Trentin. Like that's <laughs> that's that is quick yeah. step, it, and we haven't even gotten to your guy yet. He he, I believe, is below those guys, and those guys are all two of them are former winners. Stabar and Terpstra have probably been close. That's quick step is nuts. They're always well, nuts. Tispanut's gonna win. Daniel Oss right. is gonna. Um, uh, in, do we uh, even care who's gonna win KBK? I don't yeah. know. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's obviously. one of the. It's like most, our favorite race ever. Uh, whatever. It's one no, of the most not. important trophies of the year. It is, because, but you, we know, we all know the rule. If Quick Step wins on Saturday, KBK, it's a, it's a crapshoot. It's all over. If they yep. lose on Saturday, their, they'll, their team will go one through eight. So. On yeah, Sunday, they will I know we've been wanting destroy that race. Yeah, I know we've been wanting the George Hincapie interview, but the question is: Is it better to do like a George Hincapie interview like a year from now, so we can watch KBK with him kind of live, and then that just ask good. him all the questions like, George, George, is this when you thought you were going to win the stuffed donkey? <laughs> is, is this is this where you thought that you were going to go down in the record books? Is the only you, American could to win you, KBK? Could you see the donkey in front of you, like as you were like, pushing on towards the line? <laughs> was was this the moment? Was this the moment you realized that the, your your cycling dreams were going to come true? Mm-hmm. Uh, KBK on Sunday, famous race, our favorite, one of our favorites. But Umloop gets Umloop, all the uh, all the credit. Umloop's yeah. a much better race. Guy. Oh man, Michael Valgren's riding too. That's a dark, dark, so, dark, dark, dark car. So. Okay. You know, lots of uh, that, that's that's just professional cycling, and then there's the whole other fact that cyclocross is officially over. We can get to that in a second. But the other road news that we should probably just allude to is that now Team Abu or United Arab Emirates (UAE) is now also UAE Fly or what is it? Em- Fly Emirates Airlines. That's why you they know? pay us the big bucks for this promo. Yeah, but that's a it's kind of an ugly kit. They just like they just put the the red box on the jersey. Like, ah, there you go, clip art. I was yeah. kind of disappointed. Yeah, I mean that, that team yeah. seems like everything on that team seems like a quick afterthought. Like they're like rushing to get it figured out at the last minute. Yeah, yeah. Even the uh, even the, the the roster of riders seems like kind of an afterthought. You know, like that's it's. I'm curious to see how they'll do. Um, I don't think it'll be great. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey guys, you know yeah. you know what else is pretty cool? Just to put out there, we right. are we're only uh, what a week away from uh, Strada Bianca. Oh yeah, so That's, so keep that in. That mind. is one of them. The well, we got most a, gorgeous races to watch. We're gonna have to start brushing up on all our figure out who's actually doing well. Not with these preseason Australian races, but I know. Yeah. So got a, um, I know we was alluding to cyclocross a little bit earlier. We got an email from Brian Hancock. In, uh, who has the email address racer at gmail dot com? That I mean, that's a pretty oh, great that. job. I mean, that's that's so pretty early. Am I going to edit this out of the show now or what? Like, 
No, did he, yeah, did he say, oh, go ahead and him. broadcast out to your tens of thousands uh, of listeners my email I'm sure he wants all those emails hey, about all. races that he could First promote. off, first, thanks for making such great podcasts. I'm in my third year of five of my PhD at Michigan State, so I'm sure it's great living in Kalamazoo. And I commute in about an hour each way. Additionally, work on one of my projects occasionally takes me 45 minutes in the opposite direction. So, yeah, I do a lot of driving. While my iTunes review of your podcast would suggest I'm an Uber driver, unfortunately, my car time is unpaid. However, if I ever was an Uber driver, I would totally listen to your podcast over the car speaker to spread the word. And I really do like that idea. <laughs> so we, we um, should work on that. Uh. Yeah. So thanks for doing what you're doing. And listening to these in reverse order reminds me of that odd Seinfeld episode where it went backwards. Did you guys ever see that Seinfeld episode? Because I actually watched it yeah. the other day. That's I that fun. One. It's pretty crazy when the one. Kramer's lollipop is big and the is small in the beginning, and then it's really big at the start. Anyways, pretty good. So, anyways, that's uh, thanks for the email. You can always uh, fire those over to us when you can. And I like this idea. If you're an Uber driver or a Lyft driver, uh, make sure you uh, spread the. The cycling gospel, and I'm sure you'll get five star reviews. Yeah, um, if you get any any passengers to mention the podcast in their review of you as a driver, we will send you a gift bag. So, you know, let us know, screen cap that, <laughs> and send it in, and we'll get you some sort of prize. Well, yeah, and then uh, once again, his email is <laughs> at gmail.com, and uh, just send him an email. If uh, you want to learn more about uh, his own uh, cyclocross promotion. Well, dudes, there's that. And then we got another email from longtime listener and fellow promoter of the uh, Louisville 2013 phone party. That's our good friend Brandon Gavick in Atlanta. He passed on that uh, one of uh, – he was like, hey, you know, guys, just a heads up. One of my uh, dudes crashed really hard last weekend and had to go into an induced coma oh, to shit. ease up on the uh, brain swelling and – Super nice guy, and he's a close uh, uh, co-worker. Go over to the GoFundMe page. It's Kelton Davis. Uh, just go to GoFundMe.com. You can read more about Kelton's uh, story. He was just riding along and uh, had a, a, a crash out of nowhere. So it can happen to any of us. So if you have uh, time, GoFundMe. Kelton Davis, uh, learn more about uh, what happened and maybe uh, help yeah. out with uh, two of his kids and uh, pay down some of those medical bills. At least the transfer. They're trying to pay for the transfer from the hospital to the um, the assisted uh, medical facility as he recovers. Yeah. So there you go. Right. Always a bummer. Yeah. Always a bummer. bummer. And, and, and you know, soon. this guy's, this is a test of all segues because okay. that is a bummer. How yeah. am I going to, how am I going to, Segway out of this just sad story. Spencer, feel free to edit any of this out if you can. But well, I mean, okay, you ready? Are you guys ready for this? Okay. Yeah. Right, what are you okay. gonna do? Where are you going? Hey guys, speaking of bummers, yeah, I alluded to it earlier. But cross season's officially over, and who do you think's more bummed, MDVP or Vout Van Art? Uh, Wout, he didn't win enough. Nope, wrong. It's Vanderpool. He's more bummed because he's won everything except Worlds. Yeah, that's maybe that's true. But I mean, maybe he's going to be bored, not crushing everyone all all day, every day of the weekend. You know, I I have a feeling that Vanderpool does continue to crush people every day, just in normal life. Whatever, like he probably <laughs> begs groceries for a part time job during the summer or whatever, and he probably just 
crushes it. You finally yeah. like the best and he's like doing backflips while he's loading your oranges into the bag and people are like whoa dude here's a five dollar tip and he t- as he takes it out to the citron or the uh you know the alfa romeo that's in the in the grocery store parking lot fancy you know yeah, yeah. yeah. i so, i could see that i mean from watching this cross season and watching him one pretty much always be the strongest and two always be technically the best just looking casual uh, anytime he had a flat tire, he just looked like, eh, whatever, I'll get back. It's no problem. I'll get back to the mm-hmm. front of the race. No biggie. Whereas Wout is a power and panic, I'd say. <laughs> That's a good way to put um, it. I don't know. There was, there was a race with a bunch of ditches like a week and a half ago or something. Um, Crazy Vander, course. Vanderpool was just just floating over those ditches. Everybody else looked mm-hmm. like they were straining to get through them, and Vanderpool was just kind of floating. Mm-hmm. Dude's amazing. I don't know. I'm sad to see Cross go. Um, you Not guys me. tune in this last weekend to get your last taste? Nope. Um, no. Nope. Cross yeah. season ended in February in Hartford. Well, January. But, yeah, Boy, I, I get what you're saying. The problem yeah. I have is that some of these races at the end of cross season are some of the best. You know, like, They are. Especially this last the weekend ones, was great. Yeah. yeah, especially the ones after Worlds. They're, they're great. But I am so burnt out on cross by this point in the year that it is tough tough to get up at seven or whatever and try and turn on the the live feed and download yeah some russian you know viruses from the uh, from the deep webs you know if they don't happen to be on the trek site um yeah you know like it <sighs> Trek's made cross, it easy they made yeah. it super easy because you know you can log on you know you'll get the feed you know mm-hmm. it'll be yeah clear and and you know, you're, the, you're only giving your personal information to Trek, and who, that's fine. It's not as scary. Well, I got to say, Trek. it's way less scary. I, I, please the, have my email. The, I totally yeah, deserve yeah. to be on your right. email list because you're yeah. giving me free coverage. Right. The, especially, <laughs> but, like, you know you're going to get a good, solid feed where sometimes I, yeah. I want to wake up and watch the race, but there's yeah. that lingering doubt that I will not find a good feed, I'll be choppy, or yeah. I'll just get a virus. I want to wake up for <laughs> that. With all that doubt, I could stay in bed. And yep. then just, like, make a breakfast and be casual, have a nice morning. But the Trek thing, you know at least if you drag yourself out of bed, you're going to get to watch a quality bike race. Yep. No, that's true. And yeah. and I struggle with, you know, like, there's these races in September, and do I really want to watch them? And, like, should I just put off? Should Cross just, like, go back? Like, it used to be a winter sport, right? To, for the, That's the tradition. Like, roadies used it to keep their toes warm in the winter. Some dumb... You know, a thing like that that probably Wait, so is r- only barely, r- barely uh, rooted in reality, but it's this romanticized thing. Yeah, that's why there was a running in the race was to like keep your mm. blood flowing. And your t- they were idiots back in the day. They didn't know how medicine worked or blood flow or anything. It helps so. your. It does help your toes to run when you're so, riding and you got right. cold toes. I will attest. But, I went on a mountain bike ride a couple of weeks ago. I did some running <laughs> simply to keep my toes warm. So we'll see, and and it's February in Minneapolis, so that makes sense. When it's a hundred degrees in Rochester, New York, in September yeah. or late August, I don't know that that makes as much sense. Is cross has cross jumped the shark? I mean, did it jump the shark five years ago? Like, what's going on? Is it, it its own season? It's kind of slightly jumped the shark. It's I a, mean, I agree with you. Like you're saying, like these after worlds races are the best, and unfortunately, more people probably watch the 
the dry dust fests that occur in in early September when they should right. be watching right now because it's it's been brilliant. But what are you gonna do? Because the uh, as much as I love some of these early season road races. Everybody at Umloop this weekend is going to be head-to-toe covered, leg warmers, big gloves, like neck gaiters and everything. They'll probably yeah. have the rain shields on their helmets. It'll be miserable. They'll be frosty. Like, that's cross weather, right? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. If I have to hear more about cross weather, though. Like Are these things, like, like, overlapping too much? Nah. I mean, the more the merrier, really. Come on. At the end of the day, it's bike racing. We get to watch more bike know. racing. I guess the same thing happens, though, at the end of road season. Like, I'm yeah. burnt out for Worlds and for, uh, you know, the Lombardia and all that stuff that happens late in the season. So, huh. Yeah, and Lombardia is, is mostly the last few years it's, like, 40 and raining and everybody looks miserable. And they're trying to convince themselves that it's enough of a classic that they care to finish. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's seventh. Other than the few people at the front. No, is it the seventh? Oh, it's the seventh remember. monument. Uh, sixth. <sighs> Tim, would you do the math on that one for me? It's the eighth monument. Okay, thanks. Which ones um, are there? The <laughs> Japanese Cup, which we know. Yep. Um Loop. Yep. And then you've got Milan San Remo, yeah. Flanders, okay. Roubaix. Yeah. And uh, Lombardia. Okay, that's six. <laughs> so there's two more. You're yeah. missing two. Is it Tour de France? No, not the Ardennes. Tim Hills. Oh, Liège, Bastogne, Liège. Yep, yeah. nailed it. Nailed it. All right. And then is uh, is that's it? Oh, Milan yeah. Remo. Yeah. Okay, so that's eight. That. Just a little Milan <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tim, now if you were doing cyclocross, would you ever run? You know, little guy. Funny story about asking oh, me in my running. Really, a funny story. Yeah. So okay. the other day, you know, Saturday I had a good bike ride, and Sunday I had to do some stuff around the house. Had a hockey game at one o'clock. Go watch the Solar Bears uh, um, defeat the Norfolk Admirals, and. Okay. Um, so before I got to the game, I was like, man, you know what? I need to go get a nice, healthy workout. So I decided to uh, go for a run. So I went for a run, and I'm riding down the sidewalk. Running and, or riding? Uh, run, running, running, running down the sidewalk. Okay. Running down the sidewalk, and a bike overtakes me on the road, but it's a cobbled street. So they're going a little bit slower. And I look over, and the guy's wearing a liquid gas kit. Nice. Kid you not. So, of course, I yell, being Tim, DeLuca. I yell, DeLuca! (laughs) And the the guy kind of just looked at me and kept pedaling on. And then I was like, ooh, maybe A, he doesn't know who DeLuca is. That's embarrassing. Possibility. And it was definitely Liquid Gas before they joined with Cannondale. Like, it was the the Bianchi kind of kit. It was was the Liquid Gas Bianchi. Yeah. And then... The second thing is like, oh man, I just totally outed myself as a runner that knows who cycling is. So now that guy's probably sitting there going like, oh, triathlete. Oh nice. yeah, probably. Yeah. So then I was it's dangerous. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I gotta watch for that. Yeah. But anyway, that's the story, guys. So he don't go running. No Did acknowledgement, he, huh? He no didn't yell back whatsoever. at you like, oh, Michael Phelps. <laughs> uh, Quinn Jordison. Maybe yeah. he just triathlete. thought he thought. Um, you were just that, that wasn't a deep enough cut, you know. He wasn't impressed. Well, he was probably offended that you didn't say Scarpone. A Scarpone on legal gas? I don't think he ever was. He had to be. No, he was on Lamprey, no. and he was on. He's been everywhere that Nabali's been. No, 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 no. I'm calling your bluff on this one. Hey Tim. man, he's he's your he's your guy, not my guy. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think I, he I'm ever did. Sure. No, never did. Is he just on Lamprey? That was it. 
He was on Aqua Sapone, then he was on Domina ah, Vacanza, Liberty okay. Seguros, and then he was on um, Astana Worth team, and then he was on Aqua Sapone, and then it's yeah. then on the Suramaniti PVG <laughs> Dikwo, you know, the Droni team. That's okay. what we just called yeah. him. He was on for them for three years, then he was on Lamprey. Yep, that's what um, I'm thinking of. On two incarnations of Lamprey, ISD and Murata, and then he was on Astana. Okay. He was on the so, same team so, as Kipo. Uh, but so Liquid Gas is... When he had hair. Formed. Okay, so I outed myself to this runner, right? And then, even more, this Liquid Gas team eventually becomes Cannondale. And, yeah. oh, but there's two man. versions of Liquid Gas. There was the Liquid Gas from the early, the late 80s, and then they went, or the late 90s, and then they went away, and then they came back, and then they have yeah, slowly well, morphed well, into... Yeah, and DeLuca right. brought him back, and now they're on Cannondale, and now, little guy, what the heck's going on with Cannondale? Well, I wanted to ask you guys, do you guys think that, dude, what's wrong with Cannondale? Do you think Vodders is insane? Because I'm starting to think that he's insane. I know the American uh, cycling press has sort of made him out to be the sage of cycling, but either every other team dopes a lot and really well, or and Cannondale doesn't, or just Vodders is stupid. Because, like, why did they suck so bad? Why does Pierre Roland suck? Remember what, last year at this time, Vodders was talking mad shit to everybody about how Pierre Roland was going to crush him at the tour. And now there's an article the other day about how Pierre Roland's going to go to the Giro for stages, not even for GC. So this guy was supposedly going to be magically transformed through American science, and now <laughs> now he's just nothing but like a stage hunter. Gonna I just like feel t- like yeah. Vodders. I mean, like, is he know it all? Has he been like? faking this out all this time and he actually knows nothing about cycling well possibly i have a thought on this i mean wouldn't he have kept uh phil guyman around i mean phil guyman's tearing up the strava (laughs) conquering so right there guyman around and then i I just everything he does infuriates me and 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 every time a good rider goes to that team they seem to just sort of disappear and is that because they're actually giving up on Uran? i mean i'm a little i'm 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 not hopeful. I guess I feel like Vodders is talking to him, and I'm not hopeful. I feel like he's poisoned now. I like mm. Iran a lot, and I want him to do well, and he's going to the tour, and that scares me. feels like he had a not the greatest year last year. Now they're throwing him in the deep end because they broke Pierre Roland, and they can't bring him to the tour. Like, what? How much of this, though, is uh, psychological warfare that, that he seems to be known for? You know, like, how much is he saying, oh, yeah, we're just going for stages so people don't, really think about him or pay as much attention well, so they, they don't know how good he may or may not be when he actually shows up i mean i hope i hope that is the case but i mean let's look at last year weren't they like the worst tour the worst team in the world tour i mean they've yeah they've had some rock bottom years and they have signed some big name riders and they well, have, i mean set yeah. ben so marks back on future? that team, isn't he? Their, their future is probably uh david formolo right yeah, so supposedly Formolo is the, their man for GC, which is great. He's he's mm-hmm. got a rider with a lot of potential, but like they're gonna ruin him too. I'm just you I don't feel think, like it's a sinking, I don't know, little guy. I, see, I, I I feel like they're in like any sort of other um, sport, you know, like baseball, football, you know, whatever. Like you get these championship teams, these teams that are really strong, and then they run into their you know, they can't afford to keep everybody kind of situations. Uh, no. And they, they shed some fat, and they go through some transition years where they're pretty much garbage for two, yeah, three, four years. This is pretty much back. the Minnesota Twins of uh, rebuilding in that it's no. been a long time. Yeah, but right, how do you but, explain? Iran and Pierre Roland are not but he also, garbage players. 
he he brought. You remember when the original Garmin, the the like blue and orange Argyle Garmin. Like, yeah, oh, you, the good Garmin that we all fell in love with because right. it was every, Argyle. Every year at the tour, he showed up with somebody who you didn't expect to be good at the tour who finished fourth place. Like, five years in a row. Like, a thousand years in a row. Like, he, Wiggins, you know? Like, everybody's like, that guy? No way. And he finishes fourth, and then he gets signed to Sky, and like, yada, yada, we all know how yeah. that goes. But like... Every year he had that guy who, who was the next so, like big thing. And so now what's happened? It's just all falling apart. Like his his house of cards has come crumbling down. That's why well, he's got to build it back up. Lucky the mo- the money ball isn't adding up. But here, little guy, let, let me just throw some names out there. Yeah, now I Talansky. Talansky still had a decent grand I know, tour, but he's underachiever, like, underachiever for what he's promised and what yeah. what Vodders has has sort of built into the like I just feel like Vodder says he's built up a persona. So Talansky's a top riders. ten GC guy, right? Like I, yeah. I hear you're saying that it could be. You, let right, let me put it this way: the jury's out. GC guys. The jury, the jury's out on my opinion until I see what happens to Taylor Finney this year. Because it could be the ultimate reclamation project that Finney comes back from this horrible injury that wasn't yeah. the cause of his own, and you're like, oh my god, he can do it. And then you're like, oh, man, I got faith in what Vodders can do. Well, yeah, Finney is that guy in Grand Tours that, like, gets overlooked as a team player, you know? Like, he's that guy who can drag the, you know, when the echelon forms and that starts to split and some of those Grand Tour guys don't make that split and they lose that vital 30 seconds that they never get back. Finney's that guy who can bring that, who can make sure that their guys don't miss that split. You know what I mean? Like, he's that kind of guy. Yeah, and I don't think Garmin had that the last couple of years. No, so. I, I I agree with you both. I say on paper they are always a very good team, and you look at them and you're like, man, this team should be good. But I just feel like in reality, what the you hell? think they'll be like at the last points, last place on the points, kind of is what I you're feeling. I just wouldn't be surprised, and I'm disappointed because I I like Taylor Finney, I like Pierolan, I like Iran, um, I like Formolo, but I just, just I want I want them to do well, and I and I. And I, every time I see them, I'm scared that they're. I not don't see do a sprinter well. on their team that's like of consequence. So yeah, I don't know. It may be a long year. I, don't I mean, they, they do have, have a... Dombrowski. Like it seems like they're pr- the perfect team for some four day stage race in Colorado that may or may not exist this year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Possibly. It's kind of a, <laughs> like uh, ooh, they're going to really tear it up at the Tour of California, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. But they're not going to win any of the sprint stages. They're going to get a bunch of fifth place up Mount Baldy. And right. what? And but in the grand scheme of cycling, what is that? That's nothing. Well, well, I know. Like, right? Like, I mean, that's that. That's how it looks like they're built. But I guess for yeah. maybe their sponsors, it is a. They I may th- be the yeah. weakest of the of the world tour teams, though. I mean, yeah, I, I, th- I think they're going to have a tough go. I, I don't want to downplay that, but I do. I want to say though that, it, I, like little guy said, on paper they've got a bunch of guys that should be up there, and they've got Uran who. I still think has the potential to land on a podium at a Grand Tour. I think for so. sure. If those guys can get their shit together and like organize for him, they have enough guys to support him too. Whether yeah. or not they pull it all together, you know, that's yet to be seen. But we'll see. I mean, look. I don't know. Look at the, look how Dan Martin left, right? Yeah. And and so he he became a little bit less American. He became yeah. a lot a lot much better. Yeah. So that just makes know. me think: I like, mean, are they the only clean team, and everybody else is are, doping? Because, like, well, 
people I disappear mean, from there, and it's like amazing. And I, I, I want to believe that. I guess that would make me feel maybe, better. Maybe, maybe they don't know how to charge the motor batteries. I don't know. You know, oh, like, dude, I didn't even think about that. There's no those cannondales. The tubes aren't big enough. They can't yeah, get the right size motors in there. Well, no, yeah. it's because there's special so, tools that are needed for the cannondale bottom bracket that they just totally <laughs> throws yeah, everything. They off. can't get them out. They lost the tool. They haven't oh, been able to get one shipped. So, no, it's been BB a giant so like, pain. Just to put in uh, perspective on the UCI final rankings last year, yep. Cannondale finished eighth out of eighteen teams, ahead of Trek in ninth. Last really? place was How's that Dimension possible? Data. And I am cycling was yeah, uh, seventeenth. Cool. So Dimension Data is cool, though. <laughs> so, little guy, do you think uh, you think Cannondale is a team that's built? Do you think they fall into the trap of like uh, putting too much pressure on themselves for grand tours? Like they should be looking at Tour de Suisse and yeah, Tour of Poland and like these uh, Pyrenees, you know, races that are you know not yeah. nothing to be looked down at, but like maybe not as high pressure. I I think for sure, especially because like what we went through, like all their good climbers, like Roland and Dombrowski and all these dudes, like they should be tearing up one week stage races, right? Yeah. Like they're yeah. all quite not ready to, or any of them can win a Grand Tour. Even Iran's like close, but not quite there sometimes. But like man, short stage races, they yeah. should just be like the team that owns every one week race. Like they've got a climber for every month of the year. Yeah. Like just bring it. Like like one guy should always be flying. They've always got one guy that weighs a hundred pounds that should be able to kick up the mountain. I don't know. I want them to be better. They make me sad. Mm. We can stop talking <laughs> about them now. Well, let's uh, let's check in with the official. Let's pretend it's the uh, the old Criterium at the Raspberry Criterium Festival and uh, get that prem lap going. Okay. All right. Roy, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Ooh. Hey, little guy. Right. Can hey. you go to the front and just chase down that break for me? Because I yeah. got a cream I got to win. I'll do it. Oh, no, you have a flat. Spencer wins. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, well, see, that, okay. was, that was the classic move Tim always had. Is He thought he would have a flat, and he'd be like, guys, guys, I have a slow leak. I'm going to go off the front. <laughs> so, And so. everyone would let me go for about 10 seconds before they all brought me back. Yeah, and then you'd drift back, and you'd roll through the pack backwards and be like, yeah, I got a flat, guys, and you off the back and gone. Yeah. Never, and, uh, we, we never did find any staples or anything in those tires, so I don't know. No. Yeah. Well, the old trick of just uh, riding around with your Presta valve already unscrewed, so you can, you know, as soon as you crash, you can just like, or stop, you can reach over and deflete all the air and then still go get the free lap. Yeah. And then you just hope that the neutral support doesn't air up your tires and go, wait a second. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, um,. Once again, the Slow Ride Podcast is sponsored by Health IQ. You can go to healthiq.com slash slowride to learn more about life insurance at a discounted rate because you're already riding your bike. We've had several listeners that have checked in that have gone to healthiq.com slash slowride to uh, take the questionnaire and sign up for some health insurance dollars on the month. A good deal. Take care of your loved ones and yourself for health insurance. And uh, mm-hmm. we do appreciate their continued sponsorship of the Slow Ride Podcast and the Wide Angle Podium Network. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. I just went there just now. It's super easy. HealthIQ.com slash Slow Ride. 
all they want is your name, address, email address, and how many miles you ride in a week. And and that's it. That's as easy as that. Um, if you want, you can fill out some some quick uh, surveys, take a little test. They'll they'll see if uh, you really know what you're talking about as a cyclist, because uh, it's not actually. Uh, they did their research. I'm gonna say, I won't I won't say if I got 100% on this test or not. But let's just let's just see if you do. Let's just put it that way. All right, well, we'll get back to that. We'll, we'll <laughs> test your knowledge at a later date. But once again, thanks to HealthIQ.com slash SlowRide for sponsoring the SlowRide podcast and the mm-hmm. Wide Angle Podium Network. We also want to uh, thank our Wide Angle Podium Network subscribers who have yes. been tuning into the variety of shows that you can see on the WideAnglePodium.com. And the bonus content is where I really want to draw uh, attention. So if you become a member of the uh the network, you get podium, you get you get extra bonus content. There's some great stuff in here. There is some uh, good uh, sports episodes that uh, Spencer and I did. How to <laughs> NHL, how to sports ball, and yep. then there is the world famous Klein Corner, yep. which is fantastic. It's a Check video. it out. It's on Vimeo. There's a password. You watch it, and little guy breaks down in real time Klein bicycles. And you know, for five dollars a month or whatever you decide to go with, you can go to WideAnglePodium.com, and make your decision, and uh, you get that access. And you also are supporting the shows that you have come to love, which include the right. Soul Ride Podcast, Conspit That Elite, Crosshairs Radio, and Spencer. One of the ones I want to add, my favorite edition of the Wide Angle Podium Network in some time is the Dirtfield Recordings. Fantastic uh, content here from someone that is actually a professional bike racer, which kind of means that we we don't need to be listened to anymore, kind of, because they're actually in the midst of it all. Oh, but, uh, yeah. And, great stuff. And their latest episode, episode two, is decidedly more not safe for work than our show is. Decidedly, oh, and that. it's 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 pretty amazing, and it's it's about it's with the bike fitter Perrick McGlynn, and it's yeah, oh, but as soon as he, oh yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty good. 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 Um, it gets good so, so anyway, you don't have to support uh, Wide Angle Podium to listen to our show. Obviously, it's free. Download it on iTunes. Tell a friend. Help us out however you can. But if you are a supporter, you get to listen with that little bit of that little spot of pride, you know, that little bit of knowing that you're helping us out. That you're making shows like the Dirtfield possible. That uh, you know you're supporting everybody on the network, uh, however little or or much you decide to give, and and you get that warm fuzzy that nobody else gets. So we want to especially shout you out and say thanks for doing that because a lot of you do, and we wish uh, we wish more of you would as well. So well, nice. Yep. And uh, we'll be getting back to the show. And as we make this transition, guys, we got two sweet new reviews. First one from Aubrey. I dig it. Absolutely love the nonsense and shenanigans that fill my ear holes while listening to these guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Aubrey. That's a great five-star review. There's and th- there's there's nothing in there to make fun of, Tim. What are no. we supposed to do with that? I don't know. It's it's too nice. Anyways, Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns, anything, comments, hit us up. And let's uh, get back to the show. This is Eric Saunders. You're listening to the Slow Life Podcast. Can I 
tell you guys one more boring thing about Cannondale. Sure. <laughs> the other day, and I can't remember where. I want to remember where it is so I could cite it. But I read an interview with Hugh Carthy, the guy who was on the Kaja rural team last year, who's British, and then now he's on Cannondale. And he sounds like a crazy person, and it made me really be a fan of him. So um, learn about him. He sounds But cool. he's not on the team anymore. No, now he's on Cannondale. Oh, okay. Okay. He's on Cannondale uh... now. He sounds like a bit of a wingnut um, and kind of like he's probably a pain in the ass to hang around with. Um, but it really made me like him as a rider. And he, he's so skinny, he, it's frightening. Um, so I'm a big fan, and I'm looking forward he sounds, to him. Tim, Tim, does he sound like somebody you know? Because he sounds like somebody I know. Someone who's crazy? Yeah. Kind of a little guy, a little bit crazy, kind of a mm-hmm. pain in the ass to be around, but, you know, pretty nice guy. You kind of like him. He's a little bit of wing nut. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not as skinny know. as this dude. <laughs> no, you, you, well, you got that dad bod now. <laughs> I got the dad That's, bod. True. That's true. You're not going to be a climber for long. <laughs> no, it's true. So, um, well, I, th- I think that the next question, little guy, is, I mean, the segue on this, uh, this Hugh guy, you know. I, I, this is a tough one. So what, the way I, I would like to segue... Segue it. Oh, God, this is going to be a tough one. You're really smooth on these tonight. I don't even know where you're going, so I can't help you. Yeah, no, I'm just... Let's just put it out there. The 9-inch males oh. or Stan's No Lube, who do you take as the winner of the <laughs> 24-hour mountain bike race? Because they well, win the team name contest. Uh, unfortunately, I know that the 9-inch males won. I mean, there's oh, no yeah, way yeah. Stan's no lube was gonna win, right? Like, too much friction. I, too much guys, friction I, the, the, you the, know the, that the, I have a big infatuation with 24-hour mountain bike races. This is the only time, and sadly, yeah. the only reason we're talking about this is because this is the 24-hour mountain bike race that uh, Lance and George and uh, Vandeveld and some other guy went to go race. <laughs> but poor other guy, none of us can remember who he is. <laughs> There was the story, and, and we were talking about it a little bit earlier before we came on the air, about the story and how the lead was all about these former professionals that are now back in the race. Yeah. And they didn't even mention who wins, except the only thing they mentioned is the team name being the Nine Inch Males. And I found it really amusing when reading that article because all the attention is on these other guys. And then the the footnote of who wins being the nine inch males and it just totally throws the credibility of the entire article off because you're like wait what what's the team name but you know what <laughs> it does sound fake and then and it's ma- like oh and then in second place beating uh the the lance team by three seconds or whatever stands no lube you know it really does put into stark <laughs> like it puts a spotlight on the difference between like a roadie culture and yeah. and, and mountain bike culture and it, man, it makes me feel like I may have made the wrong choice back in the day, like, like going like, into road cycling. Like you, you have people that are trying to take this serious, right? Like to the point that Lance Armstrong puts down the, his team's fastest lap. He's out there, whatever. Like that's the story. Was and it the then, fastest lap of the race? I don't think so, but it was the fastest okay. lap of his team. Okay. He also had the slowest lap, and you're looking at that, and then you're like, so you have this roadie like identity that's all based on this like, oh man, and this is like the most scientific team in the history that's ever been compiled is is doing this race, right? Like yep. they've got that like kind of image, They're and then all scientific. of a sudden you have you have nine inch males take the win, and you're just kind of like, huh? 
That is pretty much mountain biking well, in a fucking nutshell. And it's it's not <laughs> it's not like a, a Leadville race where you just kind of diesel your way a hundred miles to the finish, right? Like twenty four hour race is a little different. You need a little strategy. We've talked about this before. Like you're not gonna sleep right if you don't do it right. You're gonna barf up your power aid or whatever, your power goo. Yeah. And uh you know, do you, you think uh what do you think Lance and, and the crew ran into? Like how do you, how do you think the night laps went? You know well, what I mean? So I, I did some digging on their actual so the strategy of the two teams that beat them were just oh. going straight down the like four race or order. So like Spencer, little guy, me, Gavik, one, right? One lap Spencer, each, one little lap. guy, me, Gavik, and just okay. kept going. The Armstrong team made the, the pit the vital mistake where they were doing the double laps. So they would they each did a lap one through, like the the four each got the course, and then they went immediately into double doing laps. the well, they they did a cycle through, and then Lance did a double lap at the start of night, right? Okay. And then yep. Hincapie, double lap for Casey, double lap for Vandeveld, and then back into the rotation. And okay. that's the, – the second lap is always going to be slower when you're doing that. And so that's where they ended up uh, losing some time. Um, but anyway, it was uh, – sleep. Well, so, yeah, but there's the so, – you don't sleep so what at you're these saying... events. Like it's not a – yeah, but what you're saying is a, a fresh nine-inch male is better than a tired Lance. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, okay, I just wanted to hear you confirm that. Oh, yeah, and the, the fastest lap, I mean, let's just, the fastest lap, I mean, we're talking 55 minutes, and I think the fastest lap for the Lance team was 59 minutes, so. Okay, you know. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so man. I, I know it's crazy. mountain bike racing, but I, I just loved the name of the, teams i think more than anything <laughs> it's it's race worthy actually howard grotz isn't that the guy that's like the the pro uh the pro mountain biker from uh yeah wasn't was he the, a, is he olympian yeah wasn't, wasn't he, he the guy you picked to win the olympics yeah. like yeah, in a long shot yeah he had the fastest lap at 54 minutes lance had the 10th fastest lap just to put it all in perspective okay yeah all right i didn't expect him to have like a super fast lap he is definitely uh, a master's racer uh roadie you know so yeah well, and then, uh, little guy, you hit us up multiple times throughout the day with these one-sentence-long emails. Uh, yeah, that's what you I were do. Out there on the that's, road. And, that's my thing, man. Don't and you're like, let my cat out hey of the guys, bag. I gotta go on the greenway, but boy, do I have the bike rack story. And then, like, 20 minutes later, <laughs> bike rack! <laughs> yeah. It's not that then, exciting. Um, yeah. But I found it exciting. You know, I, I told you guys about how the, there's a specialized mountain bike that I'd been kind of lusting after in the racks, and I'd left a note because it was a oh, specific yeah. stump jumper <laughs> you're that crazy of an person. era. And I'm a creepy dude. Well, so <laughs> this same building, in the summer sometimes there's this really nice, like, um, road bike. Uh, it's, like, old. It's got some chrome on it. It's really nice. It always has a really awkward position saddle. It's, like, almost perfect, but then it's uncomfortable. Same with that that mountain bike i really liked saddles too mm-hmm. low they just locked the front wheel it drives me out of my freaking mind um if i was a bad person i would have stole it already today i walk out of that building there's a gazelle cross bike it's like a trophy cross or something an old 531 reynolds but it's got plastic platform pedals on it and the seats slam down and it's got all kinds of stupid crap on it but it's really cool it's a gazelle but what i'm thinking is there's one person that works there, and they're basically trolling me on bike fit. <laughs> and they're, uh-huh. like, riding a series. They have three cool bikes. None of them are the same size. 
and then they ride them and they park them there when I'm not looking just to drive me out of my mind on these like super cool bikes. They have locked up with like cable locks um, uh-huh. with the totally messed up. So that's one thing I've never seen that bike. And I was like, that's cool. Why does this person doing this to me? It's driving me nuts. Then like two hours later, I'm over by the library. There's another gazelle cross bike. Huh? Totally different build. I saw two gazelle cross bikes in a day. I've never seen a gazelle cross bike in the flesh in my life. Same model, same era, just a different color. This one so, had an internally geared hub on it. Fucking that's weird. weird. So how many did you run out of paper leaving notes on these bikes or what? I didn't leave any pay, notes on this one. I should have probably though. It was it was like my size and stuff. Plastic pedals, man. It's <laughs> driving me nuts. I want an old cross bike. That'd be cool. It's got like no okay. clearance. You can only why run like twenty. Why don't you stake out the rack? Like, why don't you just call up dispatch and be um, like, yo, I'm on downtime. Got a flat well, Here's tire. the thing, too, is when I pulled up to that building, it wasn't in the rack. I went in, dropped one, third floor, took no time at all. Come back, that bike's there. And I didn't see anybody coming in that like been riding a bike. Like, So profile the type of person you think is riding this bike. I don't know. That's Someone what's that so is painful is you? I can't figure out. I'm. Well, if in this fantasy okay. world, hang on, it's hang on. the same here person riding three bikes that are three different sizes with three different wacko fits. There's a Maybe solution. it's the club. The solution is right in front of us. Okay. There's a thing you could do at universities all across the country. Is It's a little game. I, I usually play it with human beings, but you could play it with bikes <laughs> as well. It's the called game Scrabble. is called Homeless or Professor. Yeah. So oh. you just need to figure out, is the person riding that bike homeless no. Or are they a professor? No, it's professor. It's totally professor. Are you sure? It's at the Accenture Tower. There's like nine bikes in the rack. Why is one homeless dude riding to the Accenture Tower every day? Because it's probably you can lock up the front wheel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they're pretty good bathrooms. Yeah, see? They're all accessible. Yeah. That's true. They don't lock the bathrooms there. Okay, hey, pro tip, Accenture Tower. Good place to take a piss. <laughs> all right. So here's the... Okay, you got to stake out these bikes next time, well, or you got to. I have maybe tried. Not leave a note. Maybe I went back you... twice today. See, okay, you need a business card. No, I you do. Need something and I, that I looks agree. a little more legit that I you can agree. just have in your wallet, and you can just stick uh, between the cables of these bikes, would... and you know, yeah, I Spencer, believe. What would the uh, what... he needs a tagline though for this business card? Yeah, no, what are you uh... thinking? People need to make suggestions for me, like little guy, and then be like bike aficionado and appraiser and then he could appraise it and be like eh, it's worth like ten dollars i'll give you I, i'll give hey, you 20 because i'm a yeah. nice guy yeah I like something that like plan. that like something along those lines you need a cute little logo kind of monopoly man looking thing but not as uh you know capitalistic um. <laughs> now when i was when i was 14 i took uh I don't know what class it was, but we, we used the offset press and we made business cards. And I made business cards that just said my name and then it said Mr. Sunshine. And a little sun icon, a <laughs> little clip art oh, sun. There we go. That's think, a start. perfect. Yeah, that that's work? perfect. Because then they, yeah, they don't know I'm actually ripping them off. They just think yeah, I'm just like, Matt the Little Guy Allen, a.k.a. Mr. Sunshine. I buy bicycles. I buy purveyor of fine bicycles. Yeah. No, 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 no. You don't want to put that on there because that drives up the price. you got to be like... Like the I buy ugly houses billboards, you got to oh, be like yeah. I buy ugly bikes, because as soon as you say purveyor of fine bikes, they're going to be like, oh, this guy has identified this bike as a gem, so I'm raising price another twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, did they know what the price is to begin with? I can't tell. I only want the bikes that obviously some weirdos riding it. 
So here's my here's the next question. Yeah. If you're going to leave a note on a bicycle, right? Let's say you don't have your Mr. Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Where do you put the note? I so usually put it, it under like the brake, uh, under the brake cable, kind of wrapped around the brake cable on the top too. See, I don't think people will notice that. I think you got to put it under the lock. So like no, that yeah, they I think actually could... are using the key, and they're going to be like, oh, what's this piece of paper that yeah, is somehow I can placed see it by right the lock. But I want it to be like. I feel I'm worried it's going to fall off near the lock. If I can wrap it around the cable enough, then then I feel like it's going to hit their knees when they start riding. What about um, zip tying the note? I don't usually carry that <laughs> many zip ties with me. Through, through their, like, <laughs> spokes and chain. Okay. So, like, I okay. lock their so, bike up with a zip tie <laughs> until they call you me. Need, you need the offset press. Yep. You need a business card designed. We've got the tagline and everything. You need to print those off. You need a hole punch. You need to punch holes in all the cards. And you need, a like, a tasteful ribbon. Like a nice, I don't know, baby blue. Something like that. Ooh. That you can just affix the, you know, The Mr. Sunshine tag. card. Yeah. yeah. That's a good and just call. They'll like loop it over the handlebars and then so it's just it's not gonna fall, it's not gonna blow away in the wind, mm-hmm. and it looks a little bit classy, but also a little bit crazy, and they think you'll buy a bike from them. But I you mean, also need to number the business cards. Right? Number like you gotta like the number the business cards? Yeah, yeah. So it just says like one of three hundred and fifty. So they're like, Ooh, wow, I got Mr. Sunshine's limited edition cards. You want everyone to say one of three hundred and fifty right. like on the cards so that they think No, that... you can put random numbers, you know, uh, just yeah. however many you now, print. The other problem he's going to run into is he doesn't want to put his phone number out into the world, right? Because you never know what kind of crazy person is going to be riding a cool old bike. So yeah, he's going to have call to, me all the time. He's going to have to do something like meet me at the coffee shop I'm always hanging out at. You know, just hang out, ask for little guy, or ask for Mr. Sunshine. And <laughs> if I'm not already there, I'll probably be there within 20 minutes. And no, no, that, no. You know. I, I have a better plan. Go to Barnes & Noble, Burner. check out the magazine rack. I will leave yeah. you a note on page 17 of the December Velo News. And yeah. then it could be like a scavenger hunt where you start spying on them. Yeah, Dakota rings and all that stuff. Um, that's a good plan. I just think a burner phone would work better. Well, I guess. <laughs> but if well, Mr. Sunshine can afford that, I mean, you know, go right ahead. He <laughs> probably can't. This isn't going to be a profitable business. I mean, I only, I only want to leave notes on bikes I want to buy for my, my personal use. Um, yeah, it's not like, I'm, are, are not like I'm trying sell. to turn these things around and sell them and stuff. Again. Otherwise, I would have put a note on that sweet lefty fork Cannondale that I parked near today. Now, so. I know money is tight in the household. Yeah. Do you think it's as tight as the Belgian working class? They're now going to be charged to watch a no. bike race on the side that of the road? That was a good segue, Tim. That was solid. Uh, on fire. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to be tough uh, for them. Because, I mean, whether there's a bike race in Belgium every day, two or three of them. So every time you walk out of your house, somebody's going to put their hand out. And you're going to have to throw out at least a little spare now, change. What we're talking about is the the... It looks like some of the uh, bigger Belgian races, namely Flanders and, and others, are investigating charging spectators in prime viewing locations on the side of the road. So if you go outside your house and you're kind of on the flat area, you're not going to get charged. You know, you get to watch that 19 seconds of uh, bike racing come by and hopefully yep. dodge some caravan, uh, you know, candy bars getting thrown at you at 60 miles an hour. But the... Um, the bigger question, if you're on, like, the Mir de, Ho- Mir de Way and uh, yep. you want to watch that climb, you're going to be paying over some bucks. Some euros. How do you guys feel about it? I I don't know. I've never been to Belgium. I don't, I don't know. 
it feels like it's should it at least the america the thing we get painted in america that it's like such a part of the culture that it feels almost insulting to hey man you gotta pay to go to nascar i'm just saying uh that's true but we're a capitalist hellhole well, so, I mean, yeah, well, you know, I don't, I, I'm just like, hey, I've put on a bike race. I've put on a Peanuts small-time bike race compared to the Tour de Flanders, you know? I and, couldn't pay spectators to show up there. Right, but, like, it costs money. Like, it's not easy work. Like, I didn't do it, I don't know, like, if I had a race that big and I was basically giving it away, I might, I might want to investigate, you know? How, how can I score a few euros? How can I line the pockets a little bit? Like, well, but I mean that's but the last few years there's been like the change to Flanders where they do the loop as opposed to just it being a straight, you know, one to one, like one town to another town sort of thing. And, and it seems like they're trying to monetize those races, you know, being that it's like the biggest races. I don't know. I guess it's inevitable, but whatever. Eh. It's, it's yeah, it's gonna happen I mean, at some it's point. It's just gonna make our Inevitable trip to Belgium to watch bike racing more expensive. (laughs) No, I don't think so because you know what? Like uh, an event like the Tour de France, an event like Flanders, like Paris-Roubaix, it boggles my mind that they're not charging money. They should have been probably for the last 15 years and good on them for doing it. I'm going to go watch some smaller time racing, you know, like I'm going to watch Trevor Leone. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go spectate something that's not, the biggest race out there and it's going to be just as awesome and i'm going to get that same feeling and it's going to create new fan favorites yeah i'm into it wow yeah man someone called the fire department for that hot take i i guess that the charging of the racing doesn't really bother me that much because i'll just watch it on tv anyway because they're never going to charge for an american race unless it's like the grandstand to watch you know six laps of a crater or something like i don't i uh, never say never man when it comes to somebody monetizing something yeah true speaking of which we'd like to thank you for listening to the slow ride podcast and uh, you can always email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com you can e- tweet us at the slow ride mm-hmm. pod check out wideanglepodium.com to find our whole family of shows uh, listen to some new shows great new crosshairs radio out season end award show that you should check out um, just came out uh, yesterday. And with that, we want to remind you to wave at all your fellow cyclists. And thanks to BK1 of Rhymesters Entertainment for the intro and outro music. Check out healthiq.com slash slow ride to find out more. And with that, uh, we bid you adieu. Yeah, adieu. Okay. I think I nailed that one. It's pretty. Spencer, you have like no editing to do. The Slow Ride Podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.